Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. No one likes them, but they don't care. They've got the bark and the bite, or should I say, roar. So come down to the den, if you dare. It's the Millwall Fan Show on Love Sport. Good evening, welcome to the fan shows here on Love Sport Radio. It's the Mill Fan Show. We're with you till seven till eight thirty p.m. this evening. Uh, Jake Watson in for Aaron Paul this evening. Um, delighted to say we've got Harry and Nick joining me in the studio. How are we, chaps? We well? We are better, thank you, Jake. After that improvement in form up at Middlesbrough last week, something a bit more, um, you know, like the season might yet sustain some interest. From yeah, me. I mean, we'll talk about Mill and Middlesbrough in a little while. Yeah, but. You, you you went up there. To I the did. Riverside, yeah, your yeah. first experience. Went to the Riverside what Stadium. What was it like? I I I quite like the stadium actually. It's um it, it's one, it was one of the early new stadiums. It was built in the nineties, and um some might call it just another stadium. I, I, I thought it was had, had a nice little touch. There was, there was one stand slightly larger than the others. So yeah, so it's not just bit generic. Of, uh, I think a little have, bit different. Yeah, and the corners have been filled in at a later date. So there's a slightly um, higgledy piggledy feel to it in in a sense. But I quite liked it. Um, it it stands in an area of waste ground, which unfortunately Middlesbrough so much is <laughs> um, another subject. But um, no, it's, it's quite a sight, and um, it was you know it was an interesting trip. What was the atmosphere like in the Riverside? Because these days, I mean, certainly in the last well, wherever, whenever in the Championship, the R- Riverside strikes me as one of these stadiums that it's half empty but because it isn't one of the newer mm. new style stadiums there's a lot of red seats and they they fade really badly like the ones at the stadium of light and it's really obvious yeah i mean the attendance was about twenty one thousand. Oh, it's, um, it's not too bad but just it looks it looks bad do you not think we had a large area of security seating be- between the mill fans and, and the borough fans um but you know it, twenty one thousand. i think the stadium capacity is in the thirty thousand. yeah i think, I think it's about 34 yeah uh, it's a premier league ground 
pounds. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be only three quarters full. Um, the, the thing I noticed, um, and I spoke after my podcast to a mate of mine who's a Borough fan, there's no love at all for Tony Pulis up there. He, he, he divides opinion like no, Marmite, you know. We spoke to the podcaster last week, didn't we? Yeah. On the show, and he, he said it's a little bit yeah, unsure. Um, did I mean, they just signed John Obi Mikel. Yes, they did sign they John Obi Mikel. Absolutely today. mental. And they're fifth in the table. They're, yeah. they're fifth in the, you know, they're, they're, they're certainly playoff material. I mean, I wouldn't say top two is out of the question. So, um, I, I don't get this um, modern day, and I think the Premier League plays its part in this. People's tastes, I don't want to expect kind of yeah. Ajax 1974 every week. You know, it's, it's, it's a, the division is a grind division, and they're grinding out results. I mean, to get back into that game against Millwall yeah um, but I don't a good performance in, in the end I don't really think that Middlesbrough should be in a, a position where they're having to grind out results I mean I just looked at their bench I was just speaking to, to Brian mm. and uh, James about it it's absolutely unbelievable when you see just how few goals they've scored this season and with that squad there, there's no excuse. There really isn't for not getting promoted. On their bench, right, they've got a Sombolonga. Yep. It was about 15, 15 million. 15 million. Yeah. yeah, you know, across the last five, six years, one of the yeah. top goal scorers in the Championship, one of those ones who guarantees you goals Absolutely. if you play him. Yeah. He's not playing. He plays Jordan Hugel instead of him week in, week out. Paddy McNair, playing for Manchester United, playing for Sunderland, about five million quid, Northern Ireland International. Ashley Fletcher, brought in from West Ham for about seven million pounds. Stuart Downing, obviously played for England, yeah, West Ham, Liverpool. England, yeah. Sounds like a TK Maxx type of bench, doesn't it? <laughs> Just they've signed names. They yeah. went and got a load of gear. A- Aiden off. Flynn. Aiden Flynn. Was he yeah. about eight million quid from yeah. Bristol City? Fantastic. Ravage Van Lapara got him on loan from Huddersfield. He was playing for them week in, week out. And this isn't even for going into their starting eleven. It's I, I, I can understand why a Middlesbrough fan would be like, it's 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 not good enough. I, I could say that, but I think the championships evolved sort of over the last two seasons. I think I can see that more this season. That last season, it's all about philosophy. The bigger clubs have a philosophy. Yeah. Bielsa. Before that, you obviously had um, the Wolves manager last season. Yeah. Well, you had uh, the one at Fulham. What the one at Fulham sat. They've all got a style of playing. So the the kind of big three Premier League managers, obviously Klopp, Mourinho, and Pep, sort of have their style of playing. And the Championship's sort of like a Diet Coke of that, where you sort of have three (laughs) three teams that seem to want to play in a style. I mean, Nottingham Forest are a strange team. They play lovely football. But I couldn't watch it every week, and they get beat yeah. a lot. Do, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like there's no, there's no backbone. You need, you need flair players. This is the it's, thing. It's as that well. word you just said there, H. Backbone. There was no backbone to that Middlesbrough side, and the crowd were on their case. But how is there not? Look at the team they've yeah, but got. But that doesn't necessarily. I think you have to look at the teams that are doing well. They're, everyone loves to have an academy player that's their own. And you look at good sides, they always have an academy player. West Ham have got Declan Rice at the moment. Chelsea haven't ever found one, which is a reason why they're unhappy. Manchester United always brought talent through. You have to... Well, Rashford, obviously. Mm. You have to bring players through to get the crowd on side. We've got Ben Thompson back. And the difference is that you will allow them time. And I don't think... I think this all adds into this kind of outsider and getting the club and all this kind of sort of... It's very weird football, isn't it? It's patriotic, it's tribal. It, mm. You need to have an affinity there. And when it's not going well, your youth team player, your academy player, your prospects kind of paper over the cracks. Do you get what I mean? You, yeah, I do. you kind of get 
team of choice. It's, it's a game of emotion. I mean, I, I was also interested to see Jules Savile, £8 million pounds worth of yes. Jules Savile, <laughs> um, which was another point. One of, of the cheaper ones in their team. Yeah, but that was a point of conversation with uh, my Mark, who the Borough fan. Um, they're feeling short-changed by that deal. Now, for I said to him, you know, it was interesting to watch Savile play. He was a pale shadow of the player that we had last season that was instrumental in the in the 17-game unbeaten run. Um, why is that? I, I, the Millwall effect. The Millwall effect. But then that was built on the emotional roller coaster of the surge of the unbeaten run. And, and at the moment, Borough aren't sparking in you've that said way. Th- you've said it before, that certain players find their home whether this be Andy Reid at Nottingham Forest, this be Morrison at Millwall, yeah, yeah, there's certain yeah. players who are, on their day, you look at them and go, why are they there? Mm. But their day is one in five. But on that fifth day, they are... Unplayable. Unplayable. And yeah. the thing is, is the, uh, you know, the, the Morrison, the Marshalls, the Savills, all seem to play beyond themselves last season, and they've gone to other clubs, and it hasn't worked out for them. No, it hasn't. And it was also interesting just to see the impact. As I mean, generally, a Millwall crowd is the most critical crowd of its own <laughs> players. You know, I mean, it, we we we're, we're known for for destroying our own players. Right, you know, we we would. <laughs> I wouldn't put him in. Now. I, I, I was thinking back to Lewis Graben, John Marquis to to a degree. Um, you know, we we hound our own, but it was interesting to watch it being done to another team because the home crowd really turned on their own yeah. side within the first mis- misplaced part. But 100% get like what you guys are saying about you know a youth prospect you you kind of you know, do, do give them a little bit more time and patience but that that's not really what's going on with Middlesbrough it's because they're so frustrated because there, there's no there's no excuse for playing the way that they play because of the players that they've got. If you are you know got limited resources you kind of accept that your, your manager may go to somewhere like Middlesbrough and kind of look to just keep it tight and try and nick something but Middlesbrough right they've scored 31 goals this season in 28 games yeah. they're, they're fifth yeah. you know, Reading in the relegation zone have scored more yeah, um, yeah, are in the relegation yeah. zone yeah which would be the argument of it is working because they're where they at the end of the day if but they get in the playoffs and they win one nil in the playoff final are they going to moan I think it's so if you, if you had that kind of cash right and you got that, that kind of team yes of course we'd rather be fifth than in the relegation zone um, that, that's not yep. the, the debate but would you not be frustrated if you're, you're watching your Millwall side with the, that kind of talent and it was being so hamstrung it's by it's someone it's like it's Tony eternal, the eternal debate in football it's a balance though do you want to be entertained be or do you want to win it's a uh, balance I, no I uh, want to win I mean, at the moment, Middlesbrough are not doing too badly. They're fifth in the table. They're, they're looking upwards, and they've got the potential to go through the playoff um, football to the to the Premier League. That's a winning season by any yeah. normal measure. Um, but the crowd there, I think, want to get into this West Ham way idea that you're going to be titillated yeah, by the beauty really of, the, of the. But look at last season. The 17 game unbeaten run for us is the closest I've ever come to feeling like we're invincible. <laughs> you turn up and you think you're going to win, so and it's, weird. it's a very very weird. Well, even that game. As I said, that was that was a shootout. Whoever won that for me, one was going to win the playoffs because yeah. of the momentum. And we did score a goal. It was given as a thing. But on that moment, on such, you know, one Some turn of pitch. Margins and turn, turns. Turns. Yeah. But turning up every week, we're only winning 1-0. And we were hanging on for dear life in a lot of the games. I remember we scored early against Forest and won 1-0 inside like 60 seconds last season. The, this idea that you have to play beautiful football and everyone mm. can't be Barcelona. Someone has to be, you know, <laughs> someone has to be <laughs> the choosing no, right of I just, I'm just not having Tony Pulis. I'm not. I'm just not having him. Oh, we need to take a break. When we won't come back. Uh, we're going to speak to Omar. He's going to be on the phone. He's from the 1885 podcast. <laughs> 
welcome back. It's the Millwall Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. We've got Harry and Nick in the studio. We've got Omar on the phone. Omar, good evening. Are you all right? Yeah, very, very well indeed. So, uh, look, Omar, we're just having a little debate, actually, in the, in the studio about uh, the Tony Pulis Middlesbrough side. I mean, they are fifth in the league, but what what do you make of them? Would you be annoyed if you're watching your Millwall side with that kind of talent play so boringly week in, week out, <laughs> even if they were picking up you know, good results more often than not? I think um, it's a catch-22, that one. I mean, um, you do want to see a team play excited football, but at the end of the day, I think it's the reason why we debate it is you want your team to win games week in, week out. But um, I think it's a hard one. I mean, Tony Pierce is just renowned for his style of play, isn't he? So, um, yeah, I, I mean, personally, myself, I, I'd like to see a mix of both, but you can't have both in the best cases. So, I mean, for me, winning games is what it's about, the buzz after a game. Absolutely. I, I quite like Tony Pulley, so I don't get this um, trying to downer on Tony Pulley. poor man's Neil Harris. I, I, don't dis- <laughs> I don't dislike him as a man. I find him actually quite entertaining in terms of like press and all that. You know, he's not a boring man. No, he's not. No. But I just think that football is turgid. <laughs> I think he can be summed up by the fact that he wears a tracksuit on the sidelines when his days of wearing a tracksuit yes. should have ended in about 2004. <laughs> he also stands up, by the way, for every single press conference. He also he- tries he? to yeah. head in an invisible ball from every corner. <laughs> I mean, he loves... Loves it. He's a character, but yeah, I just I couldn't couldn't watch him week in week Warnock. out. I mean, Warnock's alright. I a, like Warnock. I as like well. Warnock. I mean, again, I wouldn't want him probably managing my team. I want him Brexit secretary. I think <laughs> 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 to hell with the lot of them. Um, Omar, what did you make of that result? Then was it was it heartbreaking? I presume to concede so late on. Oh, massively. I think um, we played really well in the day. I think if you're looking at the game and you didn't watch it and you look at the statistics, you might be thinking, oh, we didn't really dominate the occasion. But I think we managed the game really well and, to be honest with you, deserved to take away all three points. And obviously, heartbreaking at the end. Obviously, a bit of... Um, you wouldn't expect it from someone like Steve Morrison to make a mistake and give away a penalty the way he did. But, I mean, it happened. And I think you've only got to look at the positives there and look at the side of the year. We've done much better. So, hopefully, we can kick on and keep going. Homer, it was the first time I, in, in, in Millwall recent history where I thought I could see a way where we looked threatening without Steve Morrison in the team. It was the first performance without minus Steve Morrison until the very end, obviously, where we looked actually dangerous without him. And I, I thought that was quite an interesting development in, in Millwall tactical thinking, you know. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think, um, I mean, Harris gets a lot of critics for the tactics we've been playing. I think that's what, obviously, towards the end of December, there's a lot of. Oh, we're playing 4-4-2, there's no kind of mixing it up, it's kind of predictable and maybe teams are sussing us out. But I think if you look at it on Saturday, I mean, you've got players like Thompson in there, you've got Wallace, you've got Leonard, Gregory, players that are going to be winning runners for us and obviously try and take the game by scruff of the neck. And I think it showed. I think um, we look lively on the break and we're three in the middle. I mean, Mill playing 4-3-3, I couldn't believe it when the teenagers came out at 2 o'clock. And yeah, I think it definitely looks like a kind of maybe an option that we could use going forward. He went 4-3-3 three, three away at Ipswich um, after the worst 45 minutes I've seen us play all year. And that is saying something for people that have watched us more than a handful of occasions. Um, went, and he played Morrison as a right uh, right winger and he just went and stood on their young cent- uh, right left back and just absolutely bullied him out of the game. Um, like we know he can do on his day. But... To play four for free, I saw obviously Harris come out and said afterwards that he's wanted to play this, and I think I, I do believe him because I don't think I, this all goes back to the start of the season. I don't think Millwall ever thought Savile was going to leave. I, I generally don't think that planning was to you know Caracan was an emergency loan to try and mm. stiffen up the midfield. Tunnicliffe hasn't really worked out. I know a lot of people seem to like him. I don't understand what you see um, <laughs> because it was proven away at Middlesbrough. You know. You've got two ball passers. They're already in two runners. Leonard is just as good as Tunnicliffe and, for me, better. Um, so, 
Thompson coming back in, he, he's your Perlock, he's your he's your Briley. You you need one of the three to put the put their body on the line. And from what I from what I watched, I mean, I didn't go. I watched it on the uh, foreign channel. Um, <laughs> I managed to watch it live. So um, we for me looked so much better and again Ben Marshall again and I don't think this time Ben Marshall will leave the club I, I generally believe it's it's a move alone this to time move is forever. in the summer yeah I think Ben Marshall the way he speaks about the club I, I guess it's time for it's time for Ben to come home really both of them properly I thought he was a standout player up there Omar didn't you Ben Marshall yeah, definitely. He's that quality on the ball, isn't he? I think, um, obviously, it's harsh on Ferguson, people were saying before the game, to obviously drop him because um, he was playing really well for us. But I think you could see, like, the team just... I think it was a tactic, I think, actually, to not play uh, Ferguson that left-back and play Wallace because I think every time we had a goal kick, Wallace went forward and tried to win the headers because, obviously, there was no presence up front. Um, but I think, um, yeah, I mean, Marshall was just that quality on the ball, and I, I agree with Harry. I hopefully he does stick around. And I think I noticed the four-three-three change as well. We've done the same against Hull in the third round, and it turned us around, and we won two-one. So it's definitely something that I think, like obviously Harris has said, he wants to play, and it looks definitely promising after Saturday. I'm liking Jed Wallace in this strikerish strikerish role that he's got now, isn't he? He's kind of the like, new Mo Salah. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's kind of a striking role, and I, I just think it, it gives him a freedom. And he's, he's, he's you know, he's a very talented very creative player I just like him further forwards as far as much as we can get in there it's, it's yeah I mean definitely I have to agree I think um, he's definitely one of those players that you get on the ball more often than not we're hopefully going to get an end up and yeah it showed on Saturday I think it's quite a good tactical nuance isn't it because the three being forward Wallace would I'd class as a busy player Gregory's obviously busy and Marshall's busy so you have yeah. the mobility for when you lose the ball it doesn't just sort of you know I, I, it might sound like I'm digging him out, but Aidan O'Brien is n- not the most busy, hard-working player <laughs> if without the ball. And and obviously, when we lose the ball, which is a lot of the time, especially away from home, sometimes we go. He, he doesn't make that five-yard run just to take the easy side-foot pass out and, and stop the angle. Where you're not going to get that with Ben Marshall. He's a bit more defensively minded, and so is Jeb Wallace has developed that part of his game. And Gregory will know what we're going to get. So I think. You know, ideally, if Ben Marshall and Ben Thompson weren't cup tied this weekend, I think we'd have a really good chance of upsetting Everton. But obviously, with them being with them being cup tied, I think we'll go back to four four two and boring. To be honest, well, they'd be made doing men this weekend, wouldn't it? I mean, the, the, you know, the, the improvements directly down to players that can't play on Saturday this coming Saturday. So there will be a bit of a cut and paste kind of um, feeling to it. But I think the den factor this this Saturday will play its part, Omer, don't you? I think it's a you know it's a near full house. I don't know if it's sold out yet, but that's going to be a massive um, factor in. I don't think Everton will have experienced the an atmosphere quite like the den uh, on on a, on tasty fixture night. I have to agree. I think um, whilst I know what Harry's getting at, going back to the four four two, I think it's set up in the headlines. Morrison to grab the winner, isn't it? I, I mean, in my opinion, I still think you heard it here first, yeah. listeners. <laughs> That's the season ticket for next season. The back vote on the season. Card I, I like your style, of. Omar. <laughs> I think it's just set up in the headlines. I think, um, like you say, about you know a five thirty kick off. Everyone's going to be uh, you know had a few beers during the day. It's going to be a good atmosphere. It's <laughs> kind of stuff, you know, I think it's, what could it's possibly be, go wrong? Uh, well, I think you know. I'm thinking positively. I really think. Um, I think Everton, like I say, they don't know what's going to happen. And I think um, if they they made a lot of changes against Lincoln in the third round, if they do the same on Saturday, they're, they're not going to know what's coming. I think it's going to be an interesting occasion, honestly. All right, top man Omar, really appreciate your time this evening, mate. No problem. Thanks for time. That's Omar Cheers, there on. from the 1885 uh, podcast. Um, just taking a little kind of 
change of sport for a moment. If you didn't see in the cricket today, uh, England were bowled out for just 77. Uh, Kamar Roach taking 5 for 17. Uh, fairly decent figures for him. Uh, West Indies will start the day tomorrow uh, back in bat. We have got another game of football this evening. It's the Carabao Cup. Second leg, a semi-final between Chelsea and Spurs. In just a couple of moments, I will run through the team news. Uh, Maritza Sarri making three changes from that defeat against Arsenal last time out. Welcome back. Millwall Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. We're on until 8.30 uh, this evening. Jake Watson uh, joined by Harry and Nick in the studio. 7.45 kickoff in this Carabao Cup semi-final at Stamford Bridge. Uh, Maritza Sarri has made three changes from that team. They lost 2-0 to Arsenal last time out. Marcus Alonso, Kovacic and William dropped to the bench while Emerson, Ross Barkley and Olivier Giroud come into the side. hudson Adoy is amongst the substitutes. Gonzalo Higuain obviously not registered in time to play this evening. For Spurs, the Musa Sissoko is one of five changes from the weekend's win at Fulham. Sissoko joins Gazaniga, Serge Aurier, Ben Davis and Eric Dyer in the team, while Hugo Lloris, Davidson Sanchez, Kieran Trippier, Danny Rose and Deli Ali all drop out. So just to summarise the starting lineup for Chelsea, it's Kepa, Aspilaqueta, Louise, Rudiger, Emerson, Jorginho, Kante, Barkley, Pedro, Giroud and Hazard. And the Spurs side is Gazaniga, Aurier, Alderweireld, Vertonghen, Davies, Dyer, Winks, Sissoko, Eriksson, Lamella and Lorente. We can head over to to Stamford Bridge now where Joe Rawson will be watching it for us. Chelsea boss Maurizio Sarri will be hoping for a response from his players after he launched an extraordinary criticism of them following their defeat at the weekend to Arsenal. He called his side hard to motivate but a cup final against Manchester City could be the kick from behind spur them on against Spurs tonight. Though it's Tottenham that have the advantage a controversial VAR Harry Kane penalty in the first leg means they lead 1-0 but they'll be without their leading marksman tonight because of injury. At Stamford Bridge it's Chelsea versus Tottenham. Thanks Joe uh, and just to update you in the cricket um, West Indies are back in bat 26 without loss Nick uh, well, both of you I know you like your cricket mm. not a good day for England awful day <laughs> absolutely awful day I, mean, I, just, I, I, I finished I finished another job went to the gym came into here sat down and watched the TV I was like what is it about 46 for 7 are, are my eyes working we, we, we collapsed I mean we actually cleaned up the West Indies for it was about 280 two, two ish we were like on that. top weren't we? <laughs> we we should have been from there and if the players are playing to their, to their capability we should be um, cruising at the moment, but mm. it was it was the old um, the classic English collapse in in the, the Caribbean. T- the top order are useless. Well, I don't know about the useless. They, they, As the cook gone, Keaton Jennings it. doesn't convince me. He's, he always looks slightly mortified every time a, bo- a ball is bowled at him. You know, all it's um, got to be is straightening the corridor of uncertainty, <laughs> and England will get themselves out. That's just it. One thing I would say um, is, if you're going to be miserable, that's a fantastic I'll, place to be miserable. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> we're just it watching looks the um, amazing the swimming pool and the, and the, and the speed the uh, jet skis. Yeah. Jet ski on the beach, pint in hand, watching <laughs> in England. Hand. Don't really care what and, the score is. No. And there's Bumble. <laughs> suggested there's a, there a bunch of them on the, on the sauce in the afternoon so they've still got the evening to go well so. apparently <laughs> yesterday they, they ran out of beer this is true apparently they ran out of beer wow I know so I think they're just on rum. That's what. Happened, that's what. Happened, <laughs> just sticks that's what happened, to be fair, that sounds like the Green Man at Wembley <laughs> after Millwall won. Uh, 
There yeah, so West Indies, 28 without loss, um, definitely. In I was interested seat. to hear Surrey talking about Chelsea and the quote about hard players to motivate, and I found yeah. that, just going back to the Pulis thing earlier on, without revisiting yeah. it too much, because he's clearly failing to motivate his players, because as you rightly say, a, that's a valuable squad, and, and players of, you know, championship um, quality, um, not being motivated. Now, if, if Surrey, with all of his wealth and riches and, and the whole Chelsea thing, can't get his team fired up, yeah, it was- it's... It's interesting that players will either all play for some managers and not others. I, I, I thought it was strange for Sarri to to say what he has because he's he's proper sold some of his players out. He's, yeah. he's hung them out to dry. Even saying today about Hazard saying he's not a natural lead, and it's like, so what if he isn't? Why? There's no need to to say it. Um, and and as someone that pointly uh, correctly pointed out the amount of trophies that that well, Chelsea that side has won <laughs> and Richard Sarri has never won anything and now you know, that's not necessarily his fault but it just feels a little bit to, to say you can't motivate a, a group of players who have won so much then it would suggest that maybe you're the problem no I think they're the problem really? they're massively the problem they just decide to down tools whenever they don't like being told what to do as a group collectively that's the modern player though, well, no, no no I know it's the modern player but if you have three or four of them in the dressing room I presume it's manageable when you have 11 or 12 out of a squad of 23 that think they're better than everyone Hazard for me is a bit of a luxury player if he doesn't play left wing that's it he don't want to know you know you look at what Sarri did for Dries Mertens he turned him from a, a, a nobody really into a fantastic goal scorer in Syria um, and that's what he tried to do to Hazard it hasn't worked but Chelsea knew when they when they got Sarri Sarri plays 4-3-3 mm. they signed him they backed him Jorginho hasn't worked out and they've got no one to hit now they've got someone to it. They haven't really... They're still in the Champions League places. Football's mad. Football's gone mad. Everyone is either doing really well or in crisis. We're in crisis. Yeah. Brexit crisis. <laughs> Chelsea are in crisis. <laughs> the word crisis should be banned unless you are literally really in a crisis of some form. <laughs> the hard. house is burning down. That's a crisis. <laughs> hard to feel sorry for Chelsea. Yeah. Really. Um, 7.45 kick-off anyway in that one. Um, Joe Rawson. And we'll have it on the studio as well, so we'll we'll let you know when the goals go in. Spurs, of course, leading 1-0 from the first leg. But back to um, the Tony Pulis, the Middlesbrough, the Millwall game. Um, any complaints whatsoever about the penalty? Yes. Because I, I have to say, I, obviously I didn't have the luxury of, of being <laughs> in, in the comfy seats at the Riverside. Just on the, on the replay, I had to watch it three or four times to work out who it it was that did whatever in it real was. time I couldn't have yeah, told you what, quick, the, what, what the offence was I mean Harry you, you texted because you were watching it on the TV and said it was it was uh, a push I, well, I couldn't see I was so far away push in the same way that you know it's like moving if you try and get onto a busy rush hour train and you sort of slowly move past someone you put your hand sort of near someone in their general direction it, it's it's a penalty to the letter of the law. My problem is, is that if you're going to blow up for that, you've got to blow up probably seven or eight times a game, which which is my issue with the rule of contact in the box. Mm. I just think that as soon as you grab hold of another player in the box and you <coughs> and you and you put, you know, you grab someone's shirt, that's completely different than trying to guide someone. If you go up and battle, that's completely different. Daniel Ayala, I think, is the player who went over, who's mm. got a bit of a reputation of being a bit going over easily. I, I can't say the word, but house. Um, it's, it's the word um, you know um, and I think you know it's would it have been overturned on VAR if we have VAR in the championship I don't know would, would that maybe they should have rolled it out in the championship first which is my opinion but they, they haven't um, I think it's unlucky but it's 
at least we didn't concede from open play. That would be my kind of thing. Normally we concede late goals. That's a completely different way of conceding. We're finding new ways to do the same I thing. Mean, these <laughs> players will go down easily. It was, it was the last few seconds of the game. Morrison has touched him. He's gone, gone, you know, gone over. And that's what you get in professional football. That's what happens. So you can't really complain at the at, at the player trying it on. The referees fold them for it. We would have taken a one all draw going up there. I, I mean, it was. It, it's one of those situations where your glass is half full because we were leading for so long playing so well and looking so good by you know the comparison with our season to date it, it just feels like you've had um, you've lost 20 quid and found a tenner you know yeah still picked up a point away from home in Middlesbrough on the face but it's a good point we're mm. trying to stay up this season we're under no illusions that there are three teams worse than us in the it division was a strong but it's performance. up to us it was a strong performance it's silly though sorry to, to, to naive. go back to it, it was naive it, it is and it shouldn't be and Steve Morrison should know better. At 35 years old in the last Absolutely. minute, it's, it's, it's the last player you'd expect to be so naive. And, you know, it's not clear-cut, it's not a stone wall, but you can see why the referee is, is oh, yeah. given it, mm. you know? But I suppose I can't see why he hasn't given the one in the first half, then. That, that's my argument with it. You know, it's what they see and what they don't see. He seems to have a very... Um, there, is, there is also you know, an F, a well-known FA conspiracy to... Yes, there is, down, yes. You know. <laughs> there is. And, and you know, he, he will be aware of that, the referee, so he's under instructions. Uh, yeah, that's why I like it. That's, <laughs> that's why I sometimes like it when we play on TV. When we play on TV, I feel they're like exposed, the conspiracy... They're yeah, exposed. Yeah. <laughs> the, the light is shone <laughs> into the dark corners. <laughs> Gary Lineker, with some of, his, uh, some of his views on Brexit, might get a nice warm reception. <laughs> right, we're I think <laughs> Harry, we're, we're banning Brexit. <laughs> any any mention of the word from now on? You've got, Brexit a three, hooter. you've got a three strike rule. Um, Rosie, producer, get a hooter. And <laughs> family fortune. Clatson. Like, yeah, we've yeah. lost your three lives. That's going to be the yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you do Brexit we'll, three more we'll, times. We'll do uh, Ian, Ian Wright or Tim Cale rolled out as Millwall fan number one on the BBC <laughs> this weekend. We'll, we'll find that. You can, we're, next time we're in. So we'll Harry's a had a quiet show. word in the ear. Next one is a yellow card. Yeah. <laughs> That's your first okay. warning, mate. I, I, yeah. Right, we need to take a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about that formation change. It's been something you've been kind of calling out for. We'll talk about Ben Thompson as well. It's the first start for me all this season. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So, uh, Harry, you mentioned the 
Neil Harris tried this 4-3-3 against Ipswich um, to mixed success. Wait, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been calling out for it. Yep. You've been wanting it back. He did it again against Middlesbrough. Is this now going to be the way forward for Millwall? Yes, but not this Saturday. Um, if, if, if we have the players to play it, it, it works. I don't think Ferguson's naturally a left sort of forward slash winger. Inside, no. I think they call it inside forward. If we're using the old football, football manager, manager idea, yeah, <laughs> yeah inside forward yeah. role. That's um, the only time I've ever heard that uh, phrase. No, no, isn't no it? that's it. Yeah, um, it's like harking back to the old five-three-two days when yeah. I first game of football I played at school. And going back to the sixties, we actually had positions called um, inside left and outside right, and we had, had to wear little bibs with OR outside. Like right. they're doing netball. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, I'll, I'll digress. <laughs> to be fair, to that's quite days. a good. That's quite a good coaching way. Maybe the FA should bring that back so people learn position. Five sense. forwards against two defenders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man City play that. Don't they? they just all go forward. That's all right because um, they're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's different. Um, no, I think it's it's a possibility. It's nice to see Neil Harris. Remember, Neil Harris is a, a young manager. Neil Harris has had phenomenal success in his short managerial career. Um, and of course, he will be learning like anyone in any job. You go for a period of, you know, something works that you're working on for a period of time, and then all of a sudden it doesn't work anymore, and you have to change and you have to adapt. Such is life. Um, we are, we are yeah. moving towards the post Steve Morrison era, which well, is that's a, the thing, isn't it? Which is a thing at Millwall. I mean, he's, you know, he's come back to, he's, he's, he's repeatedly left us and come back. Um, most recently, you know, I can't, was it, was it um, 2014 he came back to us? Yep. Something like that. 15 potentially. And, you know, we, we have built our game around the use of Steve Morrison's talents, his guile, especially in League One. He's a very intelligent player. And, you know, even at championship level, he, he, he gets us out of situations um but unfortunately like all of us father time creeps up and taps you on the shoulder and says it's time to start yeah. you know hanging up your boots soon steve and, and we are at that point so this season for me has been um has been tough because steve morrison has not been playing at his absolute best he can't do 90 minutes relentlessly and we've been trying to find a way forward and i, I thought I mean, as i said to to, to omer the um the 433 using ben marshall quality player using um jed further forwards lee gregory fantastic player it starts to you start to see a way forwards for us that is not as based on that yeah this morrisonian diagonal ball over the and top. almost this idea that by signing Bradshaw was like a clear sign that Gregory's going, which I don't believe it is. I don't believe I've never believed that. <clears throat> I think you need two strikers that can do that role simply because the amount of work you yeah, have to put into it, it. He runs himself into the ground, Gregory. So Gregory's a seventy minute player because he does the work of hundred and twenty minutes in those seventy minutes. Um and Bradshaw being injured was chronic bad luck. I mean there's nothing Well you, this is it. Every every time they've tried to make a change this season, something else has slapped him across the face. It's been like, one of those seasons. It's, you know, we never had that last season. We didn't go... I think Millwall named, I think, like, 21 players last season. Mm. Something ridiculous, which is extremely low, considering yeah, the fact... massively. Yeah. ...of some squad's depth. Um, and, yeah, you're right, 4 4 three. To be honest, it's not necessarily a 4 three, three anyway. You can play it 4 five, one the, when you haven't got the ball, and I think maybe they'll play 4 five, one this weekend, which is an adaption on the 4 three, three, because all you'll do is just tell the wingers to be a bit more uh, circumspect when going forward. Do you so. think, though, with 
Steve Morrison kind of coming towards the end. He's certainly going to yeah. start f- fewer games than... He's, he's coming in for the last 20 minutes now. Yeah, you know. but do, do you think that'll almost force Mill a little bit to, to adapt in terms of the way they play? Because when you've when you've got you know a Peter Crouch on the pitch, when you've got a QPR Matt Smith, mm. it's it's natural that you, you try to, to find him in, in that same way. If you've got Lee Gregory, significantly shorter, different yeah. player to Steve... It may force you to play a different way, particularly as you watching the highlights against Middlesbrough. It was kind of hit them on the break, and it was yeah. very quick, and it was on the floor. And you know that's not Steve Morrison, is it? So I mean, you could in the future see a, a, a completely different kind of style of football, maybe. Well, well, in the six minutes that we saw of Bradshaw before he got injured, um, <laughs> he, hit a, he hit a forty-five yard outside of the part outside of the foot pass, yeah. and I was like, "Whoa, what who's this so- guy? What have we signed here?" This yeah. is and, then he a- this is a- and then he hurt himself. <laughs> you know, um, the, the rumor is, you know, there's been rumors, the Millwall rumors at transfer windows are fantastical, oh, aren't they? They're brilliant. Yeah, I mean, anyone from Charlie Austin to Max for QPR <laughs> has been mentioned, and everyone in between. The bin man apparently has got a trial next Monday Decent as well. Player. And then, so then there's why can't we loan half the Arsenal or Chelsea back bench? You know, <laughs> there's always this kind of mania for you for know for Premier, so- League. Premier League signings, but. Yeah. Yeah. Mill will fire in their belly, you know. Um, I, I also was interested in Ben Thompson coming back. I, mean, I think he's going to make a big difference to our midfield. I mean, it was just noticeable for uh, Saturday that suddenly we look busy, that word again, in midfield, and that's that's the Ben factor. He he will give you that dynamism that, that we've missed. Also, the stopping of shots from 25 yards, which seemed to be last season was a massive issue for us yeah. because we've very rarely conceded goals inside the box. Most of them come from, you know, the, the clearance, the half clearance, knocked back out. And I think five or six times there were clear chances for Middlesbrough to hit one from 25 yards. And all of a sudden, this five foot two yeah. leg comes flying around the corner or head. You know, he, he I, jumps. I noticed that bodies were put on the line again. And yeah. That's like it was last season when we went on the unbeaten run. People, you know, you had characters like Cahill in the, in the team, um, Marshall. I think they are, they are no nonsense characters. They, they will call it out if they see you pulling out of a, of a challenge when, when the shot's going yeah. on goal. They'll, they'll tell you straight. And uh, that was quite noticeable. I think ben last Marshall time. only come back for the kebab shop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, but, glad, I'm glad he's back I'm but really on, on Ben Thompson though and talk about being glad that somebody's back yeah. a real good example of the loan system really because yeah. it, it's strange isn't it that you know Millwall have not got a huge squad they've not got you know a gluttony of options to, to play in midfield they send out a player who could have been involved and would have been involved in the first team to to, to Portsmouth where he's then played pretty well he's come yeah. straight from League One and straight into into your side you kind of see it's quite rare isn't it that a player goes on loan and then comes straight back and, and starts with the team so clearly yeah. clearly this this is a, a situation where Neil Harris looked at thinking yeah you're a good player I like you but you need a, a proper run of games and he, he's got that and he's come back and he's, he's a better player and he can proper contribute now I think three or four of the Millwall youth team there was quite a successful youth team probably about three or four years ago itself now with Fred Omnia-Dimna Aidan O'Brien Sid Nelson Ben Thompson and probably the worst of them coming through was seen to be Ben Thompson mm. and it's actually flipped completely the way around was Sid was held up Sid Nelson yeah. was held up as the the shining light the yeah. captain of that side hasn't really worked for Sid he's gone out on loan at, Swindon now, he's, he's gone to Swindon he is back at the moment mm. I don't know whether he'll go back out mm. but apparently he's improved markedly as well you know Millwall under Kenny Jackett for all of Kenny Jackett's brilliance that he'd had when he was under Millwall the, the youth team didn't get a look in. We never really promoted oh. from within. And now we're sort of... Neil Harris obviously had his small small period with the youth team while Holloway was there. Um, 
We mm. shall not speak of Ian Holloway. No. Um, but that's I'd like agree a, with that. Holloway that's, a dirt, that's a dirty word. Um, <laughs> it's almost as bad as Brexit. <laughs> worse than Brexit. Um, and you mentioned it, so... <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm okay. in charge. <laughs> yeah, oh, hey, there hey, we go. Look, hey. That doesn't count. Take that back. That was good. Um, so basically, now we seem to have this idea that we loan players out to smaller clubs than ourselves, although Portsmouth could be seen when they're they in the same probably take offence Let's that, not do that debate again, the big club debate. I know, but they seem to... Very keen to sign Ben Thompson, but yeah. for me, he is his future captain. You know, there's no doubt. The Ben Thompson we sent to Portsmouth, though, I mean, there's always this sense that he was, you know, full of Millwall industry and fire. But there was a, there was a certain lack of maturity in his play at times. The player that's come back from Pompey, I think, is a more mature player. And it is contrasting, I think, with Fred and Aidan O'Brien to a degree, who are not often mature players in their decision making. Whereas Ben seems to have gone up a level. I think four, f- yeah, and I think also four three three will suit Ben and Fred more than it would necessarily suit Aidan O'Brien because Aidan O'Brien's sort of not really a winger and not really a striker, no. whereas mm. Fred on the wing or running at people when the ball's at his feet and he mm. gets to run at people he's a very very dangerous player you know there's a reason Crystal Palace wanted him there's a reason that yeah. all these clubs were linked with him because when he's got the ball at his feet which you'll get a lot more time in a four three three for me than lumping it forward. Do you, you think know, we'll see him Saturday? He's cup tied, mate. He's cup tied. We can't see him Saturday. <laughs> um, another player. Well you, spotted, Harry. Yes, that's why you're here, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that could suit and benefit from this changing system. You mentioned yeah. Jed Wallace earlier on, and I remember last week when we were speaking to the, the Middlesbrough chap, we were talking about George Savile, and you're saying mm. you bought the wrong one. Um, Jed Wallace, was he kind of the standout performer again? I know he scored the goal. Jed, Jed always gives you a Jed performance. He never actually gives you anything less. And, and sometimes to it's, it's his t- um, downfall because he, he tries so hard that by the end of the game, he's running around <laughs> trying anything to, the, to make yeah. something happen. Do a step over in his own box. Just yeah, to try and, and he, carries, he carries a burden for the team because he knows he's the best, most creative player. And therefore, it's on him. Um, I think the, the, you know, the, 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 what really got me on Saturday was the fact that there are now other players that can also make something happen that can do the unexpected yeah. it's not just on Jed anymore and I think that will really help I him. think that helps Jed because it draws the eye it draws the eye to hang on a minute instead of you've just got to be watching, watching Ben Marshall yeah you've got to watch both of them yeah. and that sort of leaves the centre arse with Gregory what one and that creates confusion I think playing two people are quite happy to sit there with a bank of four and sit there and it all come down the middle now you've got okay well do I go to I mean the goal you watch the goal mm. the two centre there's two centre arse on Lee Gregory yeah, yeah. They're, they're yeah. both gone to Lee Gregory. He's and all a of a sudden, very strong player. I mean, I, I, the improvement in Lee Gregory since he came to us from Halifax Town, two hundred and fifty k, two hundred fifty thousand. It was Holloway that signed him, actually, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, there's that Don't word again, me. Holloway yeah. Hooter. <laughs> um, but no, the improvement in, as as a player over those that time. I mean, I, who knows what's going to become of Lee Gregory? He's, there's a contract on the table for him. I, I think he's got family up north. He's got other considerations. But I'd love to see him stay. Yeah, I and to know what, um, Harry, hold that. Th- on Lee Gregory because we'll have a proper chat about him next. This is Love Sport. We're a couple minutes in to the game at Stamford Bridge. Still goalless between Chelsea and Spurs. Second leg of the Carabao Cup semi-final. Spurs leading a 1-0 from the first leg. But it's the Millwall fan show here on Love Sport Radio until 8.30 uh, this evening. We've got Harry and Nick in the studio. So let's have a proper chat about 
Lee Gregory. Mm. So, Nick, update us on the situation because it's, it's it's one that's perhaps been rumbling on for for a little while now. But there there has been a development as such in the last couple of weeks, isn't there? Yeah, well, the, the, in in the sense that there is a a lucrative, and that's a direct quote. Who, who used that quote? Lucrative. The club. Uh, the, yes. Well, it's it's come from the club. I mean, it's on news at Den, and they have their links inside the uh, the club hierarchy. So there is a lucrative deal on the table. I don't know how you know how that would compare for Lee to go back home because he comes from Yorkshire so yeah. you know um, he is a vastly improved player he will have caught the attention of, of other teams that you know strike as a gold dust good strike as a gold dust um, so and we're still in the January transfer window so whether there's any interest um, from up north and you know I think he's out of contract in the summertime so we want to sign him up I, I agree with you know putting our, 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 our best offer forwards we apparently um, we will have not uh, have a, a policy of not offering more than one year at a time to players yeah. over the age of thirty, which I find is a most breakable rule. If um, you know, if, if the situation's right, and this is the right situation to break that rule, so I'm guessing it's it's a decent deal. Um, the ball's in Lee's court. I, I don't know what his you know what his family situation is. I think he's got a young young family, Harry, and and you know he probably wants to get back to 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 you know to his home turf. Can't blame him for that. He's been a very good servant for our club, and he's you know whatever he decides to do, I think Mill fans should should hold their you know take their hats off to Lee Lee Gregory. He's been a fantastic servant for us. I think it was the same rumor last season, wasn't it? It's always, I mean, yeah, it's been going on for a while. This, every, every, this rumor of wanting to go back up north is floating around for a good couple of years. They used that for Byron Webster, and Byron Webster came out afterwards and said it was, it was complete nonsense. nonsense. Yeah. So I, I think it's Millwall fans panicking. But has Lee ever come out? Because obviously, no. this is, Lee, Lee has never said anything. Never comments. I don't think he's one of. He's not on social media. There's quite a few Millwall players not on social media, mm. which is quite refreshing. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it can uh, only be a good thing. There's yeah, nothing to gain from it. You know, nothing. apart from you get a few of buns. Aidan O'Brien's quite quite on there and you get a nice he's, couple he's, of Ben Thompson a few a few of the younger ones which you get you know your nice couple of Instagram stories of them putting up bins outside <laughs> Hutchinson's peg which are quite funny Will you enjoy you know? this? I enjoy it a little bit of the youngsters doing it I wouldn't really I don't know how I'd feel with Morrison sort of being Morrison on Morrison don't touch it he's, he's Morrison being on could you imagine Steve Morrison being on Twitter? Ugh just there, loads there, there of no, a, just was, noises and faces. There's a fantastic <laughs> picture of Steve Morris in, in a, a club or somewhere with a bottle of champagne that was at the end of the season yeah. um, dancing and I thought it doesn't look right like your no. dad dancing at a yeah, party yeah, yeah. Oh, me, me dancing I you don't want to see it do you know? I, 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 I was bumped, into, into, I I bumped into Stephen Morris and I think it was a Tesco's in, in Norfolk when he was playing for Norwich yeah. just li- li- lived in the local town that I lived in it was often seen in the pub <laughs> but yeah it doesn't strike me as the most exciting of, of bloke Steve Morris that's Greyhounds he likes Greyhounds yeah Yarmouth Race tracks. He was Absolutely. probably there all the time. Yeah, he was there more than what he was on the pitch for Norwich, wasn't he? In the end, hey, no, he, he wasn't too bad for them. He, yeah, him and Grant Holt, they had a decent partnership. Grant Holt, and they Holt. got good money for him, didn't they? They did the swap deal basically with Luciano Becchio, yeah, uh, which was one of the worst trades of all time because they were both pants for bo- each other. Yeah, just cancelled each other out. <laughs> the, I mean, the link on for going back to Gregory, the link yeah. is, is with Sheffield United, Sheffield born boy. Um, Chris Wilder's playing down that speculation. So the news at then, I saw it. So what? So what's, what's Wilder knows? said? Um, he's playing it down. So I don't know what, what that's. Well, last how last you, season, how do you play down that? that? <laughs> last season, didn't they offer three? Get quarters? down. So the, 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 last season, they offered three quarters of a mil. I thought. Okay. Was the deal. So we that's know there has been previous interest before in, in Sheffield United. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Last season, three hundred, I think seven hundred and fifty k they offered, but 
and Derby were interested as well, but this was in their previous mm. incarnation before they become Frank Lampard's Derby, of course. <laughs> and Ashley um, Cole. And mm-hmm. Ashley Cole. Yeah, I'm surprised. How much money must Ashley Cole be on, by the way? I, I think, actually, I, I was reading it's 15,000. Which is still more money than the entire Millwall first <laughs> I know, year on. But, I mean, it's, he's not doing it for the cash, is he? Well, I hope. Well, we don't know, actually. It's don't Ashley it. Cole. He's definitely doing it for the cash. <laughs> it's for the love of the game. Well, yeah, surely. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, to be fair, I know this sounds silly. I'd have a cheeky bid for Scott Malone. Scott Malone as a left back option okay because Scott Malone will not beat Ashley Cole into that first team not anymore no. and yeah. I would be very surprised if I, I know he wears no socks with shoes and I know there's a lot of Millwall fans now <laughs> berating Love Sports Twitter and all going why you want Scott Malone but I'd quite like Scott Malone because he's better than Murray Wallace at left back so that's, that's lost us listeners now Cheers, Aaron, mate. <laughs> yeah, right. I could afford that <laughs> Trust me, mate, after last week being told we're bland and safe, I'll go out with random statements of Scott Malone that signed in. <laughs> but Lee Gregory, would you break the bank to keep him? Because you say we haven't got a whole load of cash, but how important is he? If we're serious about progressing up the table this season, um, you've got to do your best to keep your best players. We're not exactly flush with top strikers, and um, Lee is a vital piece in the jigsaw. So I would... Certainly go, you know, go that extra half yard. You go to Morrison levels. That would be my thing. I'd give him parity. The best player at the club, I'd guess, is Morrison. I'd say I'd give him parity with Morrison in terms of payments. And give him a couple of years deal, you know. Well, I don't know. I think that sets a dangerous precedent, treating one player differently than the rest. You can. This was my issue with the seven. In the first place, is wrong, isn't it? Well, no, no, it's not because what happened under previous regimes is we'd sign thirty-year-old journeymen like Ricardo Fuller or Gary Taylor Fletcher. Just take each one individually. That should be be the rule, of course. But when you wouldn't go in that same sentence, though, would he? I know, but when you look at it from a business point of view, right? You've got. 22 staff to manage Mm. how can you physically treat one differently than the rest and expect everyone to be fine this is we sometimes forget football is is still a business it's still staff there's still people if i'm equally as important as you if i'm uh sean williams for for example he's over 30 and he goes back in and go hang on a minute a month ago we didn't have the, way the same I'd conversation. Do it, I'd reach a good deal with a player I want, and I'd say, "Look, you keep this secret just between you and oh, don't yeah, tell anyone that, else." That that's how, that's yeah. how I'd approach no, but, it, Jake. But, but <laughs> 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 I mean, obviously, that's not going to work. But Harry, look, I, I get your point, right? You, you know, it, it sets this kind of precedent that you know that's what they're going to have to start doing. You've got to manage all these people. But is that not? That's no different than saying if one player is a, a first team player at Mill and the other one's a first team player at Mill, then you're saying that all these players should get the same amount of money. Why, why should it be any different in terms of then I, a pay for I, players over 30 that they can only get a certain I'm deal? I'm sure their agents in meetings and ask for the same amount you, of money. But you, or know, but you know that there are first-team players who are as important to Mill as others, who may yep. be playing the same position, who are on completely different amounts of money. So so why should you then have a rule because that players dif- at certain ages can only have a certain length of contract? Because my, my, defo- my statement for Gregory would be is that if Lee doesn't want to be here, he won't be here anyway. Do you want players here who aren't willing to buy into the club ethos? So if that's the ethos of the club, that's the ethos of the club. If you don't don't like it, you don't have to be here. Don't no, want, there's, there's a balance a, to be struck. You pay your best players the best money. That, I mean, well, it's I, a, I it's a meritocracy Bradshaw, football, isn't it? Well, I yeah. think Bradshaw will you know was signed to put pressure on Lee Gregory I don't think Bradshaw but we, we, was signed but we don't know what Bradshaw we're going to get back I mean I, I agree he looked good when, when we signed him but he's been will, will have been out injured now for eight season, months or you know, a long time and you don't know what kind of player you're going to get back so to an extent that's a bit of a, a wait and see um, 
Is Lee Gregory one of our best players? Yes, he is. Of course he is. He's, he's our top goal scorer, as it says on the news at Den. Um, has been for some seasons. Is he, is he one of our top performers? Yes, he is. Therefore, um, within the football world structure, you, you, would, you would look to give him the best possible deal you can give him. Exactly, but the best possible deal... Whether it's as good as Sheffield United's deal... It, it, I, I, exactly. I so, know. would you risk alienating your 22 to stop one player from leaving? There's a fine balance. You know, I, I, like what we're saying with Chelsea, it's quite a similar situation, is that Hazard won't play on... The, I only want to play if I play on the left. Where does it stop? Where do you stop this before it gets to that level of the difficulty to motivate yourself? This is where Fred goes wrong. He won't only, only play on the left. He won't play... Anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's been listening to only Hazard. Play, only wants him to play on the left at Wickham. That's it. So what does he gut tell you, then, what's going to happen? Because something has to happen one way I or think, another by the summer. I think he'll stay, but I, I don't... With a one-year deal? Yeah. Like he did last year. Like he did the year before. But is I this not there's kind only, of tactics um, in terms of letting it go out for as long as possible to I'm, try and get... In the, surely the negotiation I'm sure is him agent, wanting a longer deal. No, I'm sure the negotiation is him wanting more financial security. Which is a longer deal. That's well, what, no, that's no, no, no. I, I presume there is a clause in there, like there is with Steve Morrison, after a certain amount of games, they automatically get a one-year extension. Yeah. Um, which I know Morrison has as well. Mm. I presume there will be add-ons, there will be a release fee if we were to go down. I'm sure there'll be stuff like that added in. It, it's not simple. It's not a simple deal. It's up to Lee Gregory. If Lee Gregory wants to stay, Lee Gregory will stay. If Lee Gregory wants to go, Lee Gregory will go. Well, we will wait and see, won't we? Uh, six months left on his current contract. Will he stay or will he go? Uh, there's a song about that. Nil-nil, by the way, in Stamford Bridge, uh, Spurs against Chelsea. About 15 minutes played at Stamford Bridge. Still goalless. Uh, Chelsea did have a chance just then. Uh, we're on for another half an hour for the Millwall Fan Show before Charlton take over 8.30 till 10. But still to come on this show, we'll look ahead to that FA Cup game. It should be an absolute cracker. I know Millwall are very much looking forward to welcoming uh, big spending Premier League Everton to the den. Uh, we're going to be joined actually by Michael Ball, former Everton, former Leicester, former England left back um, in around 15 or 20 minutes time. Uh, so please do stay tuned for that. But before any of that, here on Loveport Radio, it's your news. On 558am, online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio. This is Love Sport. Okay, welcome back. Millwall Fan Show here on Love Sport. Um, before 8.30, we'll be speaking to Michael Ball. We'll be previewing that FA Cup game, which I'm sure you're both very much looking forward Love to. Love conquers everything. Michael Ball, that was the song he did. Yeah, it's not that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that Michael Ball. I wish Ball. it was. Do you know what? I think as well... I- I'm sure he's had it so many times. If we could avoid um, any mentioned. any references, yeah, just in case he hangs up, just in case. Oh, I don't want. That. I want to ask him about his year at Leicester City. <laughs> I'm going to leave him with you. <laughs> I have no idea. Do you remember Michael Ball at Leicester City? No, me neither, and I support them. <laughs> um, but guys, before we do any of that. Um, Spygate. We we chatted about it last Spygate, week. There yeah. has been a little development. I don't want to talk about it too much because I'll I'll be honest. I'm a little bit 
Spygate app. Yeah, well, no, we, we, we've discussed it, haven't we? We've had the debate where we think it's right yeah. or wrong. But the update is is that Mill would have been one of the clubs that have, yeah. have, have yeah. written to I, the EFL and said, look, we're not happy about this. I was very, and I think in common with most Mill fans, I don't know if you'd agree with me, Harry, but I was quite disappointed we put a name to that. I don't think it was. <laughs> it's beneath us. <laughs> no. It's no, beneath I, yeah, us. We sh- our our club should not be engaged in, no. Um, no. you know, um, pursuing this. this I can't boat. say the word. Well, that I want to say it's well, not no you can't swear no no, no exactly so <laughs> I, I said the word housery it's housery of the of the highest degree isn't it on all sides you know Leeds no, are acting virtuous look at us we have admitted that we've been doing something wrong or yeah. slightly mor- morally wrong I wish we, I wish we hadn't put end names yeah but there's I, I been 11 know, other you know 11 and that, that's, that's the thing it's not like Mill have said look Look, we're not happy about this. We're going to complain, lads. You with us? As a club, we hold ourselves to the highest moral standards generally, <laughs> yeah. and I well, can't no, believe I we put a name to this. Oh, absolutely, this little chitty that's got I, into the I FA the complaining about Leeds. I think the difference is that what's the right word? I think the difference <laughs> is, is it a swear word again, Harry. <laughs> no, it's not a swear word. The difference is is that we are the only club out of those eleven with nothing to gain. Yeah, so obviously you're annoyed about it. It's, so it's, no, it's, so Arn so is slightly more principled. Yeah, that's what I'm trying that. to yeah, say. Okay. We're Whereas, known for our principles at the Den as well. That's another yes, thing we're well yes, known yes, for yes. down there. Well, I expect, <laughs> I expect the, uh, the Turkish side shirts to be out in full force away from home later on in the season. Um, but no, it is, it's, I don't care whether it was Leeds or anyone else. I'd like to point that out. I still think it's wrong. So yeah. that's my kind of feeling of it. And the fact that we're interlinked with everyone else is neither here nor there. We've launched our our disapproval with mm. it I have a disapproval that the fact that QPR are skint and they're allowed to sign loan players I think we should complain about that it's probably more pressing yeah but we don't want to be complaining people we're, no we're, we're do we're everyone moans about us yeah I know but that's, that's the thing we, no one likes us but we don't care but apparently we do <laughs> <laughs> sounds so like seems. you do <laughs> <laughs> I swear we're, we're morally inconsistent on this yes, yes. <laughs> anyway string him up just in case <laughs> Spygate's boring <laughs> it is boring but now boring <laughs> I do absolutely agree with the 11 teams though I mean I, you're, you're no better than I what have your results been against Leeds um, we, beat we normally at, beat, them. beat them at home and uh, we haven't played them away yet we, oh, right. no, we, drew, we drew at home didn't we last oh, we minute drew, goal we drew this right, season yeah, we drew last year uh, we drew at home this season normally we beat them at home they beat us okay, away so, uh, worst case scenario if you decided to dock leads all of their points from the season <laughs> and, and hand them back to all the, the teams that lost them we get a couple, you've got, of, yeah. a couple of points you, you've a, got maybe a little couple of points exactly but it feels a bit sneaky. It feels a little bit like you're twitching your neck curtains, yeah. looking at what your neighbour's up to over the road. We should be above all this kind of thing. And that's exactly what they did. They twitched the neck curtains <laughs> and watched what you were doing in your own home. Yeah. That's, that's the and, difference. And now they're top of the league. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you think that? No, but do you think that that has a bearing on this entire situation? No. If if it was Sheffield Wednesday, sat there in, in 15, they were like, well, Clee didn't work, so we're not that bothered about it. But the fact that Leeds United are top was like, what you've scouted everyone, you've watched everyone. I, hey, that's why you're top of the league. I, I, we're going to complain. I dare say the football league was take a, a you know a, a, a dim view of what's gone on they, they don't seem to have broken any rules so i don't know how they're going to phrase that yeah, but Chop, what's the but what, what, was the what, what rule would be of an english gentleman oh, I can't off my head <laughs> the same one that says you have marmalade on the left no, no, side of your plate that kind of rule there's yeah. lots of rules nick that are illegal or immoral or whatever yeah. that don't currently <clears> exist in the fa's handbook this is clearly wrong and you can't conduct. blame the fa for not have written up a rule already to say that's not acceptable Spire. So theoretically, they can give them. You know, they could dock forty points What's off them. They could ban them they from gonna, whatever. Oh, they're going to ban. They're going to ban Wayne Hennessy for the photo, aren't they? A potential five game the, ban for bringing the game into disrepute. This is an ill judgment. So this is what um, they're saying. Will they, but will they do them under 
bringing the game into disrepute. Exactly. I believe that's the only thing they can do yeah. them for. There are many which ways I you don't can still know, do it. I don't know what the, the worst problem. thing is. They can't ban the whole football side. Maybe they could ban. Maybe they could ban their entire first the, eleven that have been used during those games. The Hennessy thing is a very different thing. I mean, y- young men will be stupid. That's that's in the nature of young men. It's apparently it so. Will, turf, yeah. So will Argentinian managers apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Maradona, Bielsa, the other. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I just think it's, um, you know, it, it, it will follow its own course of football. I just wish Millwall's name hadn't been attached to it. It feels a little bit like... Um, uh, you feel like a bully, do you? No, no, no. I feel a little bit like a nosy neighbour looking out the window at what somebody else has done. It don't feel right. The irony. The irony. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, let's head over to Stamford Bridge. Uh, Joe Rawson has got an update for us. It's Chelsea nil, Tottenham Hotspur nil. There's a great atmosphere so far here at Stamford Bridge. That's despite there not being an awful lot for the crowd to get excited about. Chelsea have had a couple of flourishes forward. Pedro with a jinking run on the far side had a shot blocked by Toby Alderweireld. But they've not yet tested Paolo Gazzaniga in the Spurs goal. Has at Maurizio Sarri's side. So it's Tottenham that lead 1-0 on aggregate. 0-0 on the night. Uh, thanks, Joe. Uh, so, yeah... Brexit talk banned as is now Spygate. Who's you said it again? I'm allowed to say it. No, this is against Brexit. 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 Right, we've got to go home now. Who's got to present the show? How are you taking over? Um, when we come back, we'll talk about Everton in the FA Cup. Yeah, welcome back. Millwall Fan Show, Love Sport Radio. We've got Harry and Nick in the studio. Uh, Michael Ball, former Everton defender, is going to be joining Love us. changes about- everything. <laughs> Harry, no. Nick, sorry, no. You've got me on the brain. Sorry, mate. It's, it's you for swearing. <laughs> and it's uh, Nick for, for Michael Ball songs, which nobody... Do, do you, Harry, do you know any Michael Ball songs? I do. I no. can sing one, if you want. No, absolutely not. If you want me to. He's one of these people, though. Um, <laughs> so I, I banned Michael Ball chat, and I'm now continuing to, to talk about Michael Ball. He's one of these people that is so famous. Hit the buzzer as a singer, but I do not know any of his songs. Love changes everything. Oh, How's that go? Love changes everything. Right, that's enough of that. Uh, let's talk about your stadium. Um, there's been uh, yeah. a big update. Again, update us on that before we talk about Everton. Some great news. Um, the Guardian broke the story. Barney Roney, the good journalist for the uh, Guardian, yeah, has followed our battles with Lewisham Council very closely. Become a Millwall fan now. Uh, he's it? become a Millwall fan. He was pictured in uh, Dublin's bar with a Millwall um, track. track suits up on um so no he, he's, he's he's really given our story a global level of publicity um and this weekend another story is an exclusive on the guardian to say that um Millwall football club and the development company that wanted to take over our car park and and, and basically in in reality drive us from the stadium to some other location out on the fringes of london but they've reached a deal so it seems as though the club will now be part of the redevelopment of the area this will give us an income stream for the future this means in in practical terms that the club's future in south bermondsey is um much much more stable much more Mm. assured we don't have to start thinking about going to ebbsfleet yeah it was as well with the academy status obviously if you due to fa rules and stuff like that and if we were able to get out to the premier league we needed external ability to broadcast and stuff like this which renewal were going to take away from us basically so this was why we were being forced away um quite strange to see some formerly twittered up 
members of the renewal campaign have gone very silent and very quiet. In fact, I mean, the story is that the new mayor for Lewisham, uh, Mayor Damien Egan, who has come in since May, has kind of brokered this deal. Um, has probably put pressure on 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 both sides to 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 reach a, a compromise, and the compromise is very much from what we read in, in the Guardian very much in Mill's favour so yeah. this is fantastic news was the genuine fear that you were going to have to move absolutely because yes. you know what I mean absolutely. sometimes when these things happen whether it be a stadium or even a transfer kind of like yeah but ultimately I think it, it, it can't go through it won't happen but there was genuine fear that you may yeah, be when you're away c- when you're CPO in Little Willow Winston's art studio for 100k compared to the average London house price being sort of half a million six hundred thousand pounds you know that's the level that we're at we're not talking about oh we slip a nice little letter through your letterbox we're talking about no, we will forcibly remove compulsory you from purchase your orders on, on elderly ladies on our car park and other businesses locally as well so no, this this was a real thing. Um, you know, I was involved in the campaign that kind of fought back a little bit and managed to bring the world's attention to it. And it was quite literally the world's attention. We had um, interest from Europe and from um, nationally and, and the Guardian and Evening Standard and others. So, you know, this is a massive achievement. I, 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 th- I think Mill fans should... The whole programme, in a way, is secondary to that because actually that's our long-term future. Well, as well, it was done without the, you know very much compared to Dave Hamlet down the road yeah. it was done with no help from Jeremy Corbyn no help from Sadiq Khan and no help from any other politicians oh. barring ourselves that, that that's the difference so you know our unfashionability was our and, fashionability and one or two very brave local councillors who stood yes, up and spoke right. out and you know that in many ways, they, they kind of damage their own career prospects within Lewisham Council because they were kind of going against their own council's policy. Um, no, it was it, it was a real battle at one point. I mean, it was it, at the height of it. We um, it, it became almost overwhelming, if, if I'm honest. So um, it's great to see a happy ending to what was a, a very real threat to our club. Great stuff. Good news then. So, chaps, let's talk about your FA Cup game this weekend. You've got Everton coming down to visit. How much are we looking forward to this? Oh, the club's on fire. Do you reckon you can do them? <laughs> Depends what Everton turn up, doesn't it? On their day, they are very, very good. On their day, they are very, very bad. Yeah, <laughs> equally. The thing is, though, as well, even their, the, the team they played against Lincoln, so they made a lot of changes in the last round, and they've got loads of players worth loads and loads of millions of pounds. But at the end of the day, they're either unfit because they don't play every week, or they've never played with each other before. So it's kind of not... I wouldn't go as far as saying irrelevant who's on the pitch. Mm. But if you put out a full-strength team against their kind of disjointed, unfit one... I'd back Millwall. I mean, I think the I, I think back to a couple of years ago when we went on a, an FA Cup run, we beat uh, Bournemouth, w- Leicester, w- Watford, and Leicester. <laughs> yep. um, ten um, man Millwall beating Premier League Leicester. I remember the, the that. Leicester game was a good example <laughs> because that that on paper was a side that probably should have won that game with ease, um, and we were playing with a League One squad very much yep. then. And I think it's going to be a League One E type squad in some League res- One Plus, <laughs> League One Plus, yeah, a bit like a Brexit <laughs> Plus <laughs> deal. Um, <laughs> Um, one for you but the, 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 the crucial factor in those results against Bournemouth and, and, and Watford and, and then Leicester was the atmosphere of the den it's, it's a cauldron and mm. I don't think some of these players are quite ready for the intensity of, see, of what they get there I see the two Brazilian boys as the boo boys <laughs> I think Bernard 
out on the left wing might get a bit of treatment, and so will Richarlison. It's, it's, it's a very odd stadium, the Den, because when you sit in your seat high in the West Upper, or I, I know you're over on the, in the east side, Harry, but the, the pitch looks like a reasonable distance away, but when you actually, if you go into the centre of the pitch, you, you mm. feel like you're in a, a trap. You do, f- it's almost, you feel the stands pressing in on you. I can't imagine what it's like when that place is packed to the rafters on fire. Uh, let's head over to Stamford Bridge where we've had a goal. It's Chelsea 1, Tottenham Hotspur 0, 1-1 on aggregate now and this League Cup semi-final is uh, all square thanks to Ungolo Kante after a corner was taken from this near side. It was headed away from inside the penalty area by Fernando Lorente, only as far as Ungolo Kante at the edge of the area who struck it goalwards and the ball went through the Spurs goalkeeper Paolo Gazzaniga and into the back of the net. Who says Kante isn't an attacking midfielder? It's Chelsea 1, Tottenham Hotspur 0. Cheers, Joe. That's Joe Rawson at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, we've seen the replays of that goal. Have you ever played croquet before? <laughs> it was, it, on, it's was. it gone through three legs, three <laughs> pairs of legs. That, you, you, Joe mentions it goes through Gazanigas, but it also goes through two Spurs <laughs> defenders as well. How how N'Golo Kante has managed that, I've absolutely sloppy, no idea. Sloppy defending. The odds, the odds of getting it through three people's sp- legs that clean. Spurs look like they've got another injury as well. Yeah, uh, yeah who's that? Um, ben, ben Davies. Davies. Uh, currently sat down getting some treatment half an hour in so yeah we've got Everton we've got this disjointed side let's let's be honest Marcus Silva's not going to play the, the full strength side and and as you mentioned hey, massively inconsistent this mm. season I, I think the, the atmosphere of the den you know there's some there's some weird yeah. players there you know you just you read their names and they should be you know well, challenging we, for the top four Walcott went to the 2006 World Cup as a, as a, as a play <laughs> no but as, as, as a real hot prospect I remember I saw him play for Southampton um, when he first broke in yeah. as a 16 year old and I thought there's you know it's like a, a, talent, few, yeah. a future talent out of the top jogs he went for our defence like it was a knife through butter but no, I mean, I, I think the critical factor will be the atmosphere, the, the game, the intensity. If if we can get that early goal, if we throw the kitchen sink at them, Fulham style, and it goes our way this time, I think they'll crumble. Um, the longer it goes on, the more quality players should show their their their, their, their level. Yes. It, it works against us. But then Leicester, we beat them in the last, well, well, last my, minute of the game. Yeah, you yeah. had... You had- as kind of and we you, survived a few, few well the thing was being at 10 men you kind of had the, the draw was a good result so it kind of it changes the mindset as long as we don't go with goal behind uh, whenever Mill were a nil-nil even mm. the crowd we have 10 minutes don't we every game yeah. whether, we could be the worst team on the pitch for 80 minutes but we'll have a 10 minute spell where you go oh if we get a goal now it would be alright the thing is with Everton is they do have two or three world-class players from about 25 yards. You, you know, Richarlison will score a mental goal. Mm. Sigurdsson. Yeah. I, that's what I'm worried about. I'm not worried. They don't really have a striker. They have amazing number 10s, mm. but they don't have a number 9. And that kind of where I'm missing Ben Thompson this weekend because I don't think they'd get that chance but of this, Ben Thompson This is there. the magic of the FA Cup I mean we keep saying the, the FA Cup's lost its luster and it's mm. not well try it out in Millwall on Saturday night it will but the FA Cup has its magic on these kinds of occasions because we all know I mean you're right Harry I mean you know Everton should be two or three goals better than us at yeah. least but the you know if if we bring our our, our A game to the to the table let's let's see how they take it. I, I love the the positivity and the fact that you you, you are talking about 
the magic of it and saying that it will be a great atmosphere but kind of flipping it and i don't necessarily believe in this but mm. is there a, an argument to suggest that the money that you'll earn from if you beat everton mm. i think it's about one hundred eighty thousand yeah, pounds which, yeah, is, which, money, is, yeah. which is well it's fairly minimal really in the grand scheme of football big money for Millwall. well with well with Millwall's season being what it is, is is there not a suggestion to say that it's a little bit of a distraction and neil harris wouldn't be too bothered if we were to lose no. this game no it's actually totally the opposite good um I think Neil was said openly before that it's all about winning footballs, about winning the next game, whether it's whoever's it's against. And Millwall's not about dull, mundane survival in a in a, in a league where I we think we are safe now. I'd like to point that out. I don't. Uh, think, yeah. Millwall's about these kinds of situations. Everton, one of the great names of English football, with all their money, all their players. Cam down the old Kent Road, see how they like it. You know, it's, it's that kind of. This is the point. At the den, Millwall can beat anyone. That that's my point. That den mm. on its day is unplayable. You have to go there and, and take that thing in. But if you don't, if you don't turn up there and wait and put a shift in, it will it will beat you. You'll beat them before you you leave the pitch. You know. Whether or not that happens Saturday, if we do win, you know, I want Liverpool. That's who I want next, I'll be honest, or West Ham if they're still in. Yeah, it'll be very, very interesting to see. Um, I'm sure Michael Ball at one point has played down at, at Millwall. So what we'll do, we'll take a break. And when we come back, the former Everton player will join us on the phone. We'll get his view ahead of this game. 5.58 a.m. Love Sport. Millwall fan show. Uh, let's head over, though, quickly to uh, Stamford Bridge, where we've got another update from Joe Rawson. It's Chelsea 1, Tottenham 0 on Golo Kante, strike that went through Spurs goalkeeper Paolo Gazzaniga after a couple of deflections the difference on the night and it is the hosts that are still in the ascendancy here, we've just seen Eden Hazard with a good run up the near side his low cross was aimed goalwards by Olivier Giroud but he couldn't make clean contact on the ball Spurs have had a substitution forced upon them, Ben Davis, who was the captain for tonight has had to uh, hobble off, he has been Placed by Danny Rhodes. It's a 1-1 on aggregate, but it's Chelsea that lead by a goal to nil on the night. Uh, cheers, Joe. I've got a feeling uh, we're going to be hearing from him very soon, actually. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, Are you psychic, Jake? I, I might be. <laughs> Who knows? Um, we'll, we'll wait to hear from Joe, but there may... I'm not trying to give too much away. There may have been another goal at, at Stamford Bridge. I feel it. I feel through the ether. Okay, uh, delighted to say we've got uh, Michael Paul on the phone now, former Everton defender. Michael, good evening, mate. Hey, good evening, lads. How are we? Yeah, very, very well indeed. Just a quick one, um, because we're not too sure. I've been trying to work it out, Michael. Have you ever played at the New Den or the Den? I'm not too sure myself, to be honest. Oh, you'd I've know. Got, no, I can't remember. <laughs> can't remember. Not yet. No, I'm sure I would have remembered it. <laughs> it was on the wrong side of the result. <laughs> um, so, look, how do you think Everton will, will go about this game? Because, I mean, even if you've not played there, you've kind of heard about it. It'll be, it'll be uh, certainly an interesting experience for some of these Everton players who are perhaps even new to the Premier League. Exactly. You know, Everton haven't... Uh, it's not all roses at the moment to go to some park. Um, there's a, a few of them sort of playing off form, so it's a chance for Millwall really with the with the, the fans there, the the FA Cup romance. Uh, it's on TV. Everything could be uh, in Millwall's favour. They have to take advantage of Everton, who uh, are off the boil at this moment in time, and a lot of new faces have come in. Uh, they started off really well. Over the Christmas period, they seem to falter in the form and. They're going to be surprised by the atmosphere uh, at the new den. Yeah, as you mentioned, Michael, massively, massively inconsistent. I mean, not not hugely underachieving because that that middle part of the Premier League is so so tight. So, I mean, as Marcus Silver pointed out the other day, I think we're only like three points off seventh, which 
is, is completely uh, feasible and would be deemed as a success this season but do, do you expect him to go into this FA Cup game and, and field a, a strong team or do you think it'll be similar to, to Lincoln where he'll he'll pretty much rotate the entire squad? No, I think he's going to go for a strong squad, a strong a strong team, a strong lineup. Um, Everton fans have been hoping for the trophy for a long period of time. I think the league's done and dusted with them. Uh, a lot of the fans are not really interested in the in the UEFA. They like to finish the league strong, but they want to finish the, the season with a trophy. And it's up to Marco Silva to bring that glory days back to Everton. And that's what the fans are crying out for. So I don't think if he does play with a weakened side and the result goes against him, that he will be uh, under massive pressure at the club. I was going to ask that, Michael. I mean, obviously, you haven't won the great names of English football, and to to settle for kind of mid-table mediocrity would 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 feel a little bit like um, not second best, but you know what I mean. Is you know, it's, it's a team yeah. that is built on glory, and I would have thought Everton would approach this with the idea of of winning it. I mean, it's the FA Cup must be a, a winnable trophy for a team of that stature. It- Exactly, you know, it's, uh, the, the league, well, obviously, at the start of the season, it was all rosy, uh, new faces were coming in, there was a buzz about the place, buzz about the new ground, uh, from, even Goodison Park, and um, it, it, at the season, it just hasn't really been clicking, there's something missing at the club right now, uh, they're missing a strike, I feel, they not mm. seem to create enough chances, they'll put it in the back of the net when they're on top of teams, um, Everton seem to let teams settle down so, uh, into a rhythm, so it's a... A big chance for Millwall to be an upset, and that's going to be the sort of kick up the backside for Everton. So, so they've got to, while they might have better players and better quality in the team, they've got to match the, the, the will to win and the, the, the fight to the end of the game. Now, I wouldn't go as far, Marcus, to say it would be humiliating if Everton were to lose because, you know, this isn't a League 2 or a non-league side in the FA Cup. You know, this is a championship side. But, but, but with the kind of rumblings, maybe a little bit of discontent kind of happening how how important or how kind of devastating would it be for Marcus Silva's potential job if he was to lose this game he, he won't lose his job but there's pressure at him at the moment which it should be you know he's had every football club there's always going to be pressure there um, but as I said this is a massive opportunity to put a smile on the play, on the fans faces you know they want to go on a cup run they want to get to Wembley hopefully want to win it so it's it's up to him to feel the the, the correct side to win that game Um a lot of new faces there, as I said before, and a lot of fun guys. Who, what experience? What's going to happen in the new den? So there's a, the English boys there. They've got to get them up for it because it's it doesn't matter about form in, in the FA Cup. We all know that the romance of the of the competition. You know, both clubs have sort of been inconsistent this season, but that goes out the window in the cup game, and it's going to be Millwall Cup final. And they're going to make it tough for Everton. Uh, Michael, just last, as you mentioned, the, the magic there of the FA Cup. D- did did you experience that playing? And if so, what what was the most kind of exciting game that you were involved in? It was it, it was on both sides of the memories. Ones that you always remember, the, the hurtful ones. Um, I was playing for Everton. We um, we played Tramia, local sort of derby, and uh, they they ran away with it. You know, we we never matched them for commitments. We never matched them to their desire to win that game we just thought looking around our team that we were going to be better than them and you know they, they ended up beating us 3 0 Goodison Park that was humiliating you know and Oof. that's the, the sort of warning signs that can happen to Everton you know it doesn't matter um, who you play in, in the FA Cup it's it's a chance for the, the smaller teams say or the teams in a different league to so it's their cup final. It's their opportunity to show to show themselves and put themselves in the public eye. And when it's in the FA Cup and it's on TV, it's a massive platform for them to show everyone what they're capable of. Okay, Michael, absolute pleasure speaking to you this evening, mate. Really appreciate it. 
Cheers, no problem. Cheers, guys. That was Michael Ball there, former Everton defender. His views on this game in the FA Cup. Uh, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big. 